Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. Let's discuss Infinity Train. Uh, Infinity Train book four specifically because that has just dropped this week. And last night I watched it, uh, soaked it in, um, slept on it, bathed in it, became one with it, and I've, you know, completely engaged with it to the best of my ability. And what I did after I watched it is I went back and watched books one, two, and three. And before you get into it and you think about, like, wow, that's a lot of time commitment, it's not like Avatar The Last Airbender, where you're sitting there, it's like 20-minute episodes times 26-episode seasons, you know, you're, you're sitting there, it's a time commitment of, you know, epic proportions. Um... This is a, uh, a very, uh, what's it called? A very quick, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, very quick view. Uh, you can get, it's ten episodes at ten minutes apiece, like a hundred minutes, so it's under two hours, you can bang out the entire thing. Um, and here's how I feel about it. I feel that, uh, book four, which just came out, is probably the weakest of the of the books in the anthology. Um, I would say it's one, three, two, four. Um, and, and it's not just the fact that like the story kind of rushes to get resolved, and it doesn't get resolved in an interesting way. Um, it would be like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it feels like you're being you're shortchanging yourself with this, like. Um, because it takes so long, like, one entire episode is their backstory, and they do that every season, but for the other characters, for, uh, books one, two, and three, the backstory episode is embedded later in the season, um, where we get the full story of why they got to be on the train, and that's the big part of this, that train is a vehicle to work through trauma. Um, where it's, it's the, the purpose of the infinity train is that the person's going to go on the train, they're going to, um, <clears throat> they're going to be given the opportunity to, um, work through their problem that they, they have when they get on, which, you know, in the case of, say, uh, what's her name? In the case of Tulip was, you know, coming to terms with her parents' divorce. In the case of, you know, uh, I forgot his name, the other kid in book two. It was, um, you know, coming to terms with his desire to be liked uh, at the expense of his family. Um, book three was about uh, coming, you know, finding value in yourself even if your family is abandoning you, which is what, you know, the, the uh, what's her name, and the third one's going through. And now in the fourth one, um, both the characters, their issue is that they are, you know, their, their friendship's coming apart at the seams. And I think that ultimately the lesson that's learned is not the lesson that should have been learned, if that makes sense. Where, like, 
the lesson that these two should have learned is that despite the fact that you're taking um, divergent paths, you still can be friends. And working through your differences can create a friendship that's just as strong as the one you had before when you were doing the same thing, when you were both in the band together. Um, and that would have been a better lesson, I think, personally, than, you know, you have to go one way or the other. You both have to go to college or you both have to, you know, do that. Now, I get that um, him coming to terms with the fact that he was taking the path of going to college because it was the it was the path that, you know, he thought was the right one and not the one he wanted is an important lesson, too. Don't get me wrong. But because of the time crunch that you have in a show like this, where you have 100, let's say 110 minutes. So you have two hours to tell this story. And considering it's a, a story that's told televised, um... That time is cut a little bit because, you know, you, you're spending time retreading and things like that. Um, I think that that's really the core issue I have, that there are two separate things that have to go on. Um, is that both of these, that they're bound from the beginning. And that's something that, that from the very beginning of the, ep of the show, well, that's the, the big thing from the beginning is that this is the first time this has happened where these two people are here at the same time and it's these two passengers who are working you know who have to work together they're in sync with each other um and that's I think the ultimate problem with this is this belief that you know being in sync with uh with your friend doesn't mean doing the exact same thing at the exact same time which is what this is kind of showing is that it's... And the other thing it really does well... I'm, I'm not going to take this away from it. It does a great job of showing the kind of... Um, fear of commitment you get sometimes. Between male friendships. And what I mean by that is like this fear of telling your male friends how you feel. If you're a guy. At risk of seeming weak. You know, if that makes sense. Uh, I know if there are women listening, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's not something... Because, like, it, it's a different kind of relationship because of the traditional kind of role of masculinity in a relationship between two two males. It does kind of comes down to, like, you don't want to express that at risk of, you know, in, depending on the friend group, feeling like, oh, that's, you know, that's weird. But for women, that's more normal. Or even platonic male-female friendships, that's more normal. Um, but in a, in a platonic male friendship, you don't really get that, you know, you still get support from them, but you never get, like, you know, a, a true expression of emotion towards each other. Not never, but infrequently, especially on television. You never get that kind of thing, you know, shown. And that's, I think, what one of the things the show does very well is expressing the, um, the, what's it called? Expressing the... Uh, the the emotion, and as they grow, the two characters, they they start being more honest about their emotional needs with each other, which is important in, as much in a romantic relationship as it is in a platonic relationship. Um, and then there's something else I want to address with this, and it's the like, I'm I, I, let me see. Um, Infinity Train is a it's an anthology show, and each season does follow a path, because each show has a clear, each season has a clear beginning and end, each character has a clear goal that they're going to get through within the ten episodes, they want to get, 
uh, off the train. That's literally the be-all and end-all of every character on the show. Is they want to get off the train and they want to not, you know, deal with, you know, being on the train anymore. Um, that was a very poorly phrased sentence. But th- that, that's the point. Is they don't want to be on the train. So their goal is to get off the train. There's a very clear, like, progression of the plot. Where it's like, characters join them and, you know, all of that. But, um, that it it felt like, especially with seasons three and four, more than one and two, that the show became more serialized than seasons one and two were. Where seasons one and two, it, yes, it still is serialized in that character development carries over from episode to episode in a way that even, say, like Star Wars Rebels um, or The Clone Wars doesn't because it's meant to be shown in reruns. Um, this show isn't. It's an event series. Uh, so they can carry over. But at the same time, each episode is kind of self-contained and not dragging into the next one. Uh, until the very end of, like, season one, where, um, what's her name? Uh, Tulip. Um, you know, when, when Atticus gets turned into, like, the roach thing. And, you know, then that kind of carries over. But it's, it, that's when they start kind of hitting a, hitting, hitting a stride where it's like everything kind of goes one to the next to the next to the next. And they're carrying over in the same car, and it kind of feels kind of weird in that regard. Um, we don't really, in this season, it more than others, I would say, there's more carryover. And, like, to say that, like, the, uh, I, I, I'll give it leeway with the one where, it, like, it, they do a better job, I think, than last season. Where last season it was overtly in the same car in some of them. Like, here, at least, it feels different where it's, like, they're in the, uh what's it called, like, they're in the, the maze, and then they're in the castle, and there was the one where, like, they're in the, the endless line, and then they're in the, uh, what's it called, they're in the, uh, um, what's the one after that, the endless line, and then they're in the, in the party, like, it's cool in that regard, but there are a lot of things that we really don't get answers on in this that are kind of important points, like, uh, and, and at this point, I mean, they're not that important in the grand scheme of things, especially if you consider the fact that the show is now ending after this season. Like, what happened, uh, how did, uh, what's her name, end up being back with, um, 1-1 and, you know, running the train where they're, where they're equal partners now? How did, um, what's it called? Um, like, what's going on where the, uh, like, the tentacle thing is going around? And, I mean, I, I, this does appear to be closer to, like, in the past. Like, I think this takes place even before season one. Because if I remember correctly, it's, like, it's meant to be, like, the 80s. Um, when they're... Yes, because they're, they're asking for cassettes. So this is even before season one. Um, so, like, the story, the backstory there is something that would have been interesting to explore, but they really don't. Um... But again, time constraints and all of that. Um, And the fact that it is taking place in the past means they don't really have to address that, in a sense. Um, But I feel like, again, more seasons of this would have been good. I wish we had more of this show. It's such a well-done show. And really, each real question, like, philosophical, like, question that gets asked, um, does get something that resembles an answer out of it. Um in that, like, not, not, like, a concrete answer, but with no, there is no philosophical question that you have a concrete yes, no, this is correct, this is incorrect, 
you know, answer. It's, it's all up to interpretation. And when we look at what Infinity Train really is, um, is it's one interpretation for this person as to how it should be, but it really is about, you know, opening yourself up, not being afraid to, you know, show vulnerability uh, in a lot of cases, and showing that basically it's okay to have emotions. Like, every season is basically, you know, people go through shit in their life. That's the point of every season, is that you are going to, in your life, go through shit. And just because you're going through shit doesn't give you, like, doesn't mean that you shouldn't have, um, you shouldn't deal with it in the way that is best for you. Because at the end of the day, that's what's most important, is making sure that you have, you know, learned from and progressed past whatever is, uh, whatever issue you, you know, you have gone through in your life, uh, working through your trauma and, you know, being able to live with it, uh, is what, basically what the show's about. Um, and in that regard, for these two people, maybe that's the right outcome. Maybe we had the right outcome on the screen, but in terms of applying it in a broader way, I don't think that it really as universally applies as, say, what the other characters went through, you know, coming to terms with, you know, putting family, uh, putting popularity over family, family, coming to terms with who you are as a person in a world where you shouldn't exist in the world, in the, in, in the case of Blake, um, uh, coming to terms with, like, everything the other characters went through, I'm not gonna relist it again, I did it in the beginning, but, you know, all of that, this, like, in past season, it kind of feels like a good way to sum up and a good way to, you know, we have, you know, grown past, you know, we have moved past what, you know, happens, um, but this season, it doesn't really feel wrapped up in a way that makes sense to everyone else, especially considering the two characters aren't actually twins, they're just friends, like, if they were twins and this was about family coming together, I could kind of buy into the message, but they're just friends. And if they came into it without saying, like, one person has to, you know, make colossal concessions in, you know, his, basically what he's been doing up until this point. Um, it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense to me. Uh, well, I mean, it makes sense, but it, it doesn't quite sit right. I guess the right word to use. Um, so we'll wrap up there for today. Um, Infinity Train books one through four are available to stream on HBO Max uh, at your convenience, um, and you uh, you can find that on there. Uh, definitely worth the time to watch. Definitely um, something that you should check out if you have not watched it already. Um, one hundred percent, a great show. Um, the next show we'll be covering on here is going to be Loki. Um, I started doing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on 30-minute reviews, uh, not thinking straight about what was the best way to actually handle this pro- handle doing this. Um, so we're going to move, like, we're going to finish out there. Uh, and once that's over, we're going to, uh, from Loki on, um, we're going to do it on, uh, what's it called? We're going to do it on, um, what was it, on, uh, on here, on Beware of Spoilers. So, if you want to hear the review of, um, each episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, check out 30-Minute Reviews, um, it's on iTunes and everything, I have episodes on there. 
Uh, and then if there is something that you're looking, you know, we are, you know, going to be doing other streaming shows uh, on here from here on out. Um, if they've come out, like if they're older, obviously they go over there. But uh, stuff that has just come out, we're going to do here. Um, so until then, have a great rest of your day. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.